Oh, this episode was, as ever, brought to you by our wonderful backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. If you're after more swirl content, then that's the place to go. $5 backers get instant access to every episode of our exclusive bonus monthly show, Cinema Swirl where Kevin and I review some utterly awful, weird movies. For our 32nd episode, we just watched and reviewed Steven Seagal's On Deadly Ground. Want to hear what we think of Steven Seagal? Then why not head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinemasworld. You'll get all the episodes straight away in your own little podcast feed. It's great. All right, let's get swirling. Swirl! There was an old woman who lived in some glue. It's episode number 82. <laughs> Hello once again, it's me, your old pal, Cowboy Kevin, romping through the auto dealership of Hollywood, glancing at all the incredibly expensive cars bracket movies that my OTP has not seen. It's Sam Chapman. How are you doing today, sir? I'm very well, thank you. I feel suitably 2000 up. I feel like I'm having a great time back here in the in the Naughties. The naughties. Now, mm. the far be it from us here on our very naughty podcast yeah. to make everyone immediately feel old. But I, there was some pushback from me with this vote because I refuse to accept that the naughties is like an era because it was only like you know, um, no, no, twenty years ago it started. That's, no. Passing of time. Aye. I don't like that. I was told yes. that if I played by the rules, the time would bend to my will, <laughs> and it's and it is not. And I can't look at a clock without fucking glowering at it these days at this point. And I feel it's in the hands of the likes of us, Sam, now, because we grew up in the 2000s. Those yes. were our prime years, by which we mean we were teenagers and miserable. We're naughty boys. What we're can I tell you? Boys. We're absolutely naughty boys. And it is up to us to mould the clay of the nostalgia of the noughties because I feel the noughties is a very, very nebulous time that yep. seems to be only defined by juicy couture tracksuits and limp biscuit and nothing else is defined about the noughties. Both of those things are back. <laughs> which They're is, back, which baby. is wild to me. <laughs> and better than ever. Thank you, TikTok, for bringing them both back into our lives. Sam, what was the vote? What were the options or what was the general reaction? We were talking big franchises of the noughties, alright? And the reaction was overwhelmingly for the film that has been chosen for this one. One by a landslide, the Fast and the Furious franchise. Now these franchises, although Fast and the Furious was the one that started earliest, these have all tailed off into the into the tens and into the enties. The, the <laughs> the 20s. The enties? What are they called now? <laughs> the twenties. The twenties. Didn't need to miss off the tour from that. But we had The Fast and the Furious, the mm. first of the Fast and Furious franchise. We had Twilight, the first of the Twilight franchise. Mm-hmm. And we had Transformers, the first of the recent, most recent Transformers series. Fast and Furious, that's still going. Twilight ran out of ideas, <laughs> hit the dust, see you later, bye. Yeah. And are they still making Transformers movies? Or are they still sitting in a dock in Michael's Bay? Like, are those still going? That's one of those ones where I have no idea where 
whether it's still in the same you know succession of films as it was originally back in 2006 or 7 or whether it's been rebooted yeah there's been a soft yeah. or a hard reboot in there somewhere very much it still feels like the threat of a Michael Bay Transformers movie still, <laughs> still hangs above us yeah. still looms very very large mm. now the Fast and the Furious yes. which has kind of lasted throughout the years seems to have reinvented itself as a much more popular franchise that I've not seen any of that I've only seen this one right okay all I'll say is my memory of having seen it at a party in university is at best sketchy and I will hold my hands up and say I have no memory of the other Fast and the Furious movie I watched for a joke Tokyo Drift right I did not give that the attention that it deserved I thought friends were playing Need for Speed I got confused <laughs> so Fast and the Furious yeah this is huge this is a franchise that's so big now I Massive. feel like embarrassed that I've not seen any of the most recent seven or eight installments and spin-offs I would have thought you'd have been all over this possibly initially I ironically and then fully committed to being into it much like we were talking about with musicals before i thought your love of fast and furious might have come from that but you're fairly unfamiliar with the franchise you know you know of it it's big i i know i know of it i know yeah. there are cars there yes. are cars that are powered by diesel both vin and the fossil <laughs> fuel and i know as well that they are absolutely <laughs> Livid, mm. mad with rage, they are furious, furious. some would say. Yeah, yeah. And it seems to have become fast in the family. That's the new franchise that because right. they're still going very, very fast, but everyone seems to be quite happy in talking about family now. Right. But it, I'm talking about original furious, furious. driving. Is what, so we're going to see basically everything you shouldn't see in the safety cross code here tonight. I want some anger. I want some speed. That's what I want to see here in the Fast and the Furious. Now, I do remember floating around in the comments on this vote over at facebook.com forward slash cinemas well. There was some rumbling that this is probably not the best one to do. <laughs> but that I think if we were going to approach this franchise, one that I don't know... you got to start at the start, right? I feel like you got to start at the start. That's why I've not seen any of the other ones, because I figured if Tokyo Drift couldn't hold me, you know, and then my attention, the state I was in, then... Yeah. What is the fate of the Furious going to do for me then? So well, I feel like I need to start and build some solid foundations all over again here. I've got a fun question for you. Let's try and list the Fast and the Furious franchise films in order. Okay. So we've got okay. The Fast and the Furious. As featured here today on yes. Cinema Swirl. The second one, Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, and this episode Clever. is 80 Second Fast, 80 Second Furious. <laughs> AC2 Fast, AC2 Furious. The Fast and the Furious 3, Tokyo Drift. No, I think that's just Fast and the Furious colon. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo okay. Drift. Which is something that happens when the, the large intestine kind of drifts away from the small intestine. It's Tokyo Drift. After that point where I start to get confused, is it like four, Fast 4, 4, um, Furious, Furious? Fast 5? Fast I think it's five? just called Fast Five. I'm not sure if that's just because of the immaculate service I get in my favourite burger <laughs> restaurant. I don't... Fast and the Furious 4. Yeah. I know there's the face of the Furious, which I think is number eight, because... Oh, F8. Because if face... Fate. Oh, yeah. that's what that is. Not like a country fate. <laughs> what they put on the little... <laughs> The fate of the Furious. Fate. And they drive around in tractors. and, and, and Vin Diesel brings the children. family down to the fate, yeah, like, you know. Nice. Final Fantasy Fast and the Furious <laughs> 7. Remake. Part 2. 
And I'm pretty sure the most recent one was called The Ninth Fast and Furious Movie. Yeah. Featuring an earnest plea to go back to the cinema by Vin <laughs> Diesel. Now, I know you've, you've all heard about this. Play. I know you, you HBO Max. It's pretty cool. And I, I know, hey, Scarlett Johansson's pissed. Go to the cinema, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So there's plenty of films in this franchise, but we're starting right at the start, which I think is only fair and only right and only true to do for this franchise. Do you envision us reviewing all of these movies? Is that what's going on? We have to, like, ping between swirl and swill when appropriate. I don't know. It almost feels like it would have to be its own separate thing. But I I think there is a possibility we could come back to the past franchise because it is so popular. It's so big. It's massive. Yeah, it is. It's huge. And also, I really want to see some of them later movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I feel if I'm doing something for a podcast, that's a nice kind of cushioning blow of, like, if I feel like I've wasted two hours of my life, I can go, well, at least I got a podcast out. Content out of it. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's where I am with the Fast and the Furious franchise. What are the things that you're expecting from the Fast and the Furious franchise, given that you are, of course, you're someone who, who drives a fast car, right? <laughs> drives a, uh, a Volkswagen up very occasionally. Very, very occasionally. What am I expecting from it? Yeah. I mean, Vin Diesel, this is the first time he's shown up on the podcast, right? Yes, it is. Vin Diesel, a real action man. A real street shark. I know there was another fella in this who has sadly passed away. Mm-hmm. I know that he's in it. I know Michelle Rodriguez of Lost mm-hmm. fame is in this. Of course. I'm not really sure of anyone else. The Lost and the Lurious. But I don't really understand what the plot is. Are they just, like, street racers going quick? There must be some crime element. They, they must be doing some good. So you think that there's going to be a racing element? Yeah. Well, then, come on. They're in fast cars. They're going to yeah, go obviously. fast against something. Look, you know, you see all them lads and they're all in their fast cars. And you go, these lads know to press the fucking accelerator on two. Like, you know. Look at them go. <laughs> oh, he's already like, he knows it. He knows it. So we were, there's a racing element. You're right. anticipating a crime element. Well, but you're anticipating some sort of a righteousness. Like, do you think that there's going to be goodies and baddies in fast cars? It can't just be Top Gear the movie. Can it? It can't just be ah cars, yeah, beep beep beep, power slide. There's got to be some depth. (laughs) All right, mate. Can you like leave your spoilers for the Grand Tour lockdown off the podcast? Because some of us want to enjoy it still. Yeah. All right. I know you know what happens, but you don't need to rub it in our faces. Yeah. Vin Diesel's not going to be saying, "Oh, Hammond, ah, what have you done? I'm in a lake now in a tank or summer." It's not going to be that. The vaccines, what, the lockdowns do nothing. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what, leave them in the lake. How about that? <laughs> How about that for a special? So there, there must be something that, are these like almost like, not a superhero team, but they're like a team that will do, they've got to do something other than just racing around. I, I'm guessing that's how they start and finish and cross the finish line. But what are they doing? What's the plot other than the cars go quick? And as far as you're concerned, like the later Fast and the Furious movies, the ones that have come off in the last kind of, you know, in the teens, in yeah. the last 10 or so years, are they kind of just a similar continuation tone-wise and all that? Are you expecting a different type of movie from... Because I'm sure you've seen all the trailers and, and, and whatnot for these movies over the years. I have. And I've seen plenty of goofs around the idea of it being a family and we're together as a family. Yeah. And what's strong than family cars um, i mean sorry no family's the strongest thing yeah sorry trick question you're not allowed in the family kevin no so i've seen Arr. some memes around fast and the furious but i still don't really know 
whether they are connected familiarly or... Are you expecting rompish qualities? Do you think it's going to be kind of a thriller? Like, it's obviously going to be action, but do you think it's going to be, like, sneering and jeering, like, effing and jeffing well, and a bit of joking and poking? Or do you think it's going to be, like, mm, fast cars, fucking fast and furious, family on the line? Is it going to be dramatic, is what I'm asking? I think it's going to be dramatic. I think it's going to be cool in a very 2001 kind of way. And how have the 2000... I mean, we did Mission Impossible 2 over yeah. at Cinema Swill, which is probably the most... 2001 movie ever made. Yeah. How have the noughties held up for you in terms of nostalgia and all that? The noughties was a wild period in terms of the start of the noughties feels very different from the end of the noughties. Oh, yeah. You know, 2009 is a million years away from 2001, it feels like, in terms Absolutely. of how culture changed. So I'm expecting in this, we're going to get, you know, the, maybe they'll drive over the Matthews Bridge or something like that. Whoa. Like, you know. <laughs> I mean... You look, when you're dealing with a Fast and the Furious movie that took place pre-Iraq war, you know, mm. it's worth, you know, bearing in mind that it's a different world, it's a different place. Yes. Are you expecting, like, futuristic technology from 2001? Because obviously this is a stylish flick, you know that much. I will be disappointed if there's no green nitro goo that you press a button, it goes, and then <laughs> makes the car go quick. Okay. A little button on the side, and then some liquid goes into summer and makes it go quick. I want that. You're expecting cars to be tooled up. Tooled up. Souped up? Souped up. <laughs> I want there to be soup going into that engine, making those cars go quick. And it's going to be pea soup, because it's going to be green. That's the colour of fast, is green. I want there to be some green goop that's making cars This go man's quick. driven over some arrows in his time. He knows what he's doing, right? Now, I, I do want to address something here for the ever-changing controversies that occur on Cinema Swirl, particularly mm. when it comes to votes, and the what is the accepted ruling of what makes it into a swirl vote yes. as opposed to a swill vote. And there were a lot of people tutting and rolling their eyes and then voting yeah. for Fast and the Furious, wondering why the likes of Twilight are in there, and people also wondering why the likes of Transformers are in there. Yep. Sam, it's an easy explanation to why those two movies are in a swirl and not a swill, and it's mm -hmm. not to do with personal tastes no. what is our criteria okay good question because i'm not sure that we know all the time but i think the criteria for swirl we reckon the criteria <laughs> okay we reckon the criteria has always been and we've stretched this definition a few times but has always been big films mm. box office blockbusters Mm. culturally significant films if not necessarily good films big films the big film with it doesn't have to be good necessarily they can be absolutely can be bad films on cinema swirl. guys i can't believe i have to break this to you but sometimes bad movies make money yes and, uh, and sometimes movies that you don't like they are successful as well and yes. if i thought that if we all hated them together that they wouldn't be anymore but they still are and the swell as much as i love the swell may have confused the waters and i've confused my metaphors there a little you bit in that the idea that there should be good films on swell and bad films on swell and that is sort of the case but if we were just reviewing good films on here across the board that's that's not going to work nah, is it no 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 and i know it's difficult because the concept of cinema swill swirling the waters to muddy them was very very difficult when it was yeah. cinema swirl that was being swirled at the beginning of it all yeah. i just thought we'd point that out hold yes. us to it in the future if we do something egregiously wrong but there is <laughs> a special clause <laughs> Yeah, there's a special cause, which yeah. is we're big boys and can do whatever we want. And yes. that is important to bear in mind as well. That being said, I want to dip quickly mm. into the mailbag. 
Welcome back to the mailbag. We're taking a quick dip. Here we are quick taking dip. a quick dip into the mailbag. Got a question here from Ben who writes as follows. Hi guys, long time listener, first time questioner. Thank you, Ben. Kevin mentioned on a recent episode that he is a fan of, or has at least attained a culture victory in, Civilization <laughs> Six. <laughs> All right there with your fucking digs. <laughs> with that in mind, do you guys play a lot of computer slash video games? And if so, what type do you prefer? Ben writes that he's a fan of strategy games, RPGs, such as Total War, Warhammer, and Crusader Kings 3, as well as the Mass Effect trilogy. Keep up the good work, Ben. So this is this question is lovely. It's just, what games do you like, lads? Ooh, that's a nice question. Go eat chicken last week, and this week we've got a lovely question about video games. Mm. I think my three favourite types of games, classic point and click I love a good point and click something that makes yep. me laugh is good writing and it's got silly puzzles I also like a proper brain teaser first person bit of business your yep. mists your abductions your witnesses etc mm -hmm. and sometimes I want to switch my brain off and just beat people up and play games like Yakuza or some kind of dumbed down RPG my favourite type of game Sam is a game that I could as easily lose 15 minutes or 15 hours in and nowhere yes. in between a yes. game that needs to have a minimum of a two hour investment I've learned the hard way i'm not an online gamer i can't commit to monster hunter i'm sorry there's simply too much to do piece of love i will no longer be hunting any monsters peace, peace and of love. love peace and love i was having a think about this and obviously my answers would be skateboarding skate, games skate two skate, skate three skate the, the upcoming skate reboot and ea's like money's too tight for skate 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 Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, SSX Snowboarding. Ooh, that's like a skating of a sort, isn't it? Yes, and I, I was thinking about this film and I was thinking, do I like cars and driving or is that not you really... you like fucking Mario Kart. I like Mario Kart. I was thinking, oh, I do like that stuff in games. I like, you know, driving around in GTA, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I used to love the Burnout games. Oh, yeah, yeah, good times. Burnout 3, incredible. Used to love playing that. I like speed and the physics-based control of fast things. Would you sit down and play, like, a Project Gotham or a Gran Turismo? Because those games, I might as well be turning on the fucking news, mate, yeah. <laughs> Today a man drove a car. Uh, ah, no, fuck off. I wouldn't. And my brother used to be really into Gran Turismo. And so, like, you have to pass a fucking driving test in that game. I know it's I a know. tutorial, but like, come on. Any game where you get a certificate for passing a test, come on, grow up. I, I want arcade racing yes, where things I get silly smashed up. Yeah. Mm. I, I, so I, I love that kind of thing, even if it's not cars, you know, skateboards, snowboards, even little marbles rolling around a course. I love that kind of thing. So that really got me kind of hyped up for this episode because I've realised I do have that need for speed. And of course, we're you do. reviewing the Fast and the Furious, not Need for Speed. But, you know, I like that lovely control of speed and movement in games. That's that's what I like. I wanted to ask you this question, because yeah. uh, I feel like before we get into the movie, this is an important one to ask, because mm. you talked about the need for speed and being fast and furious, and yeah. you mentioned occasionally driving a car. Mm. Tell me your experiences, your opinions, your thoughts, Sam Chaplin and driving, because the one thing I know about you yeah. is that A, you can drive, and B, yeah. you've alluded to on the past in this podcast and conversations, not enjoy driving very much i can drive but really choose not to <laughs> i don't like driving driving makes me very very anxious very nervous and like how did you get on learn to drive like tests and lessons and all that were you like a, a slow learner did you have some bleh, some kind of scares or jolts that kind of put the fear of car in you try to go the wrong way around a roundabout i'll tell you that oh. for nothing yeah not in a test on a lesson but still <sighs> 
he was saying, go right here at this roundabout. And my brain was thinking, uh, what do you mean? You go like, to the right, yeah, yeah. But obviously I know that you're supposed to go round, but in that moment I got so frazzled that I, I tried to go right. Ooh, baby. Yeah. I passed on my third driving test. Third? Well, third. well, you know what? Anytime anyone says that, I'm always very impressed because if you've ever failed it, going back and doing it again, that's something that's very, very impressive. Except for my dad, who failed his like seven times in the mm. 60s. Uh, he gets no respect for that. <laughs> it is brought up when I've had too much to eat. But yes, I don't like driving. I think it's more fear of kind of human error, be that my own or that of others. Would you rather drive on your own or drive with people? Like, oh, God, is- drive on my own. Drive really? on my own. Okay. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. And have you ever had a really pleasurable driving experience where you're like, you know what? Oh, this yes. is, I like this. What's yes. that? Tell me what that is. Driving in my parents' Renault Scenic. <laughs> when I, uh, in my early days of driving, I would borrow that. Driving to and from places like the Big Asda, the cinema. Oh, at yeah, night. yeah, yeah. At night, feel like a big boy. At night on a Sunday or something like that, you know, when the roads are fairly clear yeah. and I can just drive at the speed limit. And just enjoy driving when there's not many people around. I think it's multiple drivers being around that stresses me out. City driving ain't no fun. No, 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 no. You know, no, that, no. that's fucking tough. I used to love driving, mm. you know, because I learned to drive when I went to university and I went to university in Galway. So I would like, you know, the idea was that I learned to drive so I could perhaps drive home on the weekend because I was very tall and didn't yeah. want to sit in a bus for four hours and I could drive it in like two and a bit or whatever. And like, I had early memories of being like, ah, I'm like, I'm driving. And these are like quiet country roads that's a great feeling of like independence and all that yeah yeah but i'm not sure if i've mentioned on this podcast before and i'm actually a little bit worried about watching this movie because in 2000 and i want to say 15 maybe 16 Mm. i was in a car accident and i was driving on a quiet road in rural england yeah and it was a road i'd driven a million times and there was a car that was parked on it inexplicably in the middle of the road right and i couldn't slow down time and i crashed and and I completely destroyed the car that I was in. And I was, you know, I didn't get hurt badly or anything like that. Yeah. And it was like a year or two later, I had driven since then. You know, I mm. had to like rent a car and stuff like that. I got a new car to, to move to Manchester where I am now. But there was Randy watching some TV show. I think it was a like catastrophe, that sitcom that Rob Delaney was in. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets in a car crash at the end of one of the seasons. And it's because he's a drink driver. I wasn't a drink driver or anything. No. But as soon as I saw that happen, like a character I liked getting in a car crash, I immediately was just in like, I realized I was crying and I was right. all like shook up. And Joe was like, whoa, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. This is like really fucking upsetting suddenly. And since then, not since the car accident, ah. since then, which is like a year or two afterwards, I've actually had quite a fear of driving. And I have driven once or twice since. Mm. But I must say, the thought, like I've not owned a car or driven a car regularly for around five years now. And I feel a lot less stressed out. Yeah. And I kind of feel like I'm a little bit scared of driving now. And I'm not sure if watching this high octane movie <laughs> is going to do me any favors or not. Because I do at times, I do miss driving. There's some very mm. pleasurable driving experiences. But oh boy, you know, it has been realizing that for many people, myself included, and yourself possibly mm. for different reasons, driving is a more stressful affair. So yeah. I, I don't know how I'm going to get it. just <laughs> a thought occurred to me like, oh, yeah. you know, I don't want to end up, look, just so you're not surprised if I start crying about Fast and the Furious. <laughs> 
because of the strength of the family you can just say that it's like the family that bond, is it you know? exactly it's the strength of the family and the bonds forged between me and vin diesel so i oh. i am a little i'm a little apprehensive okay. about this i've just realized be careful because i mean that is quite fascinating from a psychological point of view like maybe the stress of that moment hadn't been processed until you saw it represented from the outside and it was weird because like i had, had a whole you know ordeal dealing with and all that obviously you know i was in the middle of a job where i needed to drive in every day and then mm. suddenly i had to start you know renting a car and all that it was yeah. it was an awful stressful affair i felt stressed at the time but yeah maybe the fast and the furious will heal me maybe <laughs> i'll have to watch nine of them and then i can get back in a car look uh, i'm not scared of driving i am very scared of using the green ooze that will make the car I, go very fast i hope this inspires you to get one of those like fluorescent green cars with the spoilers <laughs> and the things and the, the lights on the bottom maybe a dvd player in the headrest you know you know one of those yeah Classic that'd be nice you know i, I want to drive around one of those cars there's a special blue light underneath i too yes. am very concerned about where people have come on a road you know i want to find out <laughs> You know, Gordon Ramsay, he's been looking at the hotels. I'll be looking at the supposed safe roads of Britain. <laughs> so thank you so much for your emails in to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. We did have one other message in from Sam, not me, who wrote something about things you find in the cinema from my time mm. working there. I, I don't really have a great answer for that, but what I do have is the fact that when one of these Fast and the Furious films came out, I was working in a cinema. And I love little tie-in promotional guff that you get from cinemas at the time. Especially if it's got a predator on it. (laughs) (laughs) The garage keys at the moment in my house are still a little Jared Leto Joker Funko Pop key ring that I snaffled from when I worked at the cinema. But the Fast and the Furious tie-in was these like cups that you could get for your refillable big drink. But they were they had to try and find a way to like make it tie into the film. So the cup was like a cylinder with two big wheels on either end of it. So it looked like so a kind of So if you tipped it on axle. its side, it looked like a, yeah, like a, like an axle with wheels on it. One of those weird hoverboard things that people have, right? It was really cumbersome, looked terrible, but everyone wanted one and they sold out pr- pretty much constantly. Same for the Kylo Ren 3D glasses that were. Wait, so do you fitting. still have your big Fast and Furious wheel mug? I didn't get one. That's the problem. So uh-huh. I've got loads of, you know, Jared Leto key rings and Kylo Ren 3D glasses because I was working on box office where those things were given out. I wasn't uh-huh. on stand, brackets, concession stand, where they'd give away the cool cups. So I missed out on loads of those. I could have snaffled some of them, but I didn't. Well, now we have to sit around and drink our drinks out of regular cups like a bunch of fucking losers. Great. I don't know what's going to happen in this film, Kevin. I, don't, <laughs> I can't work out what the plot is. There'll be a lot of driving, you know, yeah. there'll be some races. Who do you think will win the big race? Vin Diesel. Uh, that's right. nominative right. determinism. He's Come on. Pu- he's putting he's it up there. Win. He's putting it up there. Okay. Yeah. Well, will the fate of the Fast and the Furious and the following <laughs> eight movies and my potential PTSD all be resolved? Please. Let's go do a cinema swirl very fast. Fast, Sam, initial good reaction to The Fast and the Furious, or as it's known in Ireland, 
on fast, August on furious. That what I, so I wanted to make an initial good reaction was, noise. Sorry, those loud boy racers are outside again. <laughs> Revving their blooming hot motors. Get them hot wheels out of here. Sorry, Sam, you were saying. That's okay. I'll be honest, that wasn't necessarily my initial gut reaction, actually. I second-guessed myself there. My initial gut reaction is just, yeah, why not, eh? That's my initial gut reaction. Yeah, why not? I mean, it, it literally does what it says on the tin. Yeah. And I will say, in the 20 or some odd years it feels like since I've seen the movie originally, mm. I was remarkably impressed by the overall level of restraint in a movie that was mostly car chases. Yeah. And yet it still delivered car chases. Were you fist pumping the air while you were watching this? Did you laugh? Did you cry? Did you gasp? What was the general kind of emotion while you were watching this one? Don't want to bury the lead, but I, I don't think I was ever bored. So that's pretty good. Mm, okay. I think I was engaged with this. We've got some heavy hitting action movies we've done in the last... It feels like since lockdown happened, we just like double dipped into the fucking action genre over yeah. and over and over again. <laughs> so there is some stiff competition here, but these men are in cars. We need to remind ourselves of that. These are car men. They're in cars. Straight away, it's grabbing my attention. We've got the kind of cool, almost rap rock hip hop music <laughs> going throughout oh, this whole right. playlist. That is something I think we should address from the offset, yeah. which is the fact that this movie is absolutely absolutely a pre-existing soundtrack that a movie was then kind of stitched together around which has yes. went on to become one of if not i think it's it is currently like one of the longest running and also most monetarily successful movie franchises which so. as we said in earlier it means that is ripe picking for cinema swirl and very justified absolutely but we're 2000 and what one two when this came out i think 2001 so it's still the time where we think that oh no all sorts of genres of music are appropriate when driving fast cars unlike now where it's like you're gonna have edm you're gonna have hip-hop you're gonna have a little bit of perhaps in the earlier installments i imagine there's some drum and or bass mm. but the amount of new metal that is in this movie i love it i mean you and i listened to new metal back in the day now when we would have been little kids yes and it was far from fast cars that fred durst was putting in <laughs> our minds in spite of his insistence on rolling 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 <laughs> there weren't enough backwards caps in this there were some but there weren't enough <laughs> Yeah, but they're they're literally driving cars it's like don't want to get up today. I definitely don't want to drive no fucking car, man. Like there's none of this like amped up petrol dick atmosphere with half of this music. No. It was strange. But the music comes in straight away, and we get whooshing titles coming up on screen. It kind of the titles flip over and spin around. I did not like this. Like we always being take souped up in a garage, you know. It looked like it was souped up like I got a special jacked up version of this that came out on DVD back before it should have been released on DVD and before DVDs were a normal thing. I'm talking about this. This seems like a 2001 DVD I found on a bus stop. Yeah. Because I thought... I had to rent this, right? Like a fucking mug. Same right? Guy. And when I turned it on, Sam, I thought there's something wrong with the aspect ratio because who starts in zoomed in on backwards AST and thinks <laughs> and thinks that's an appropriate introduction to your franchise that is still going? It very much felt like a film that had been uploaded onto YouTube and they thought they'd get around copyright by flipping it. 
<laughs> horizontally. Yeah, and changing Vin Diesel's voice every few seconds as yeah. well. Like, hi, I'm Vin Diesel. I'm also Vin Diesel because it's 2001 and I'm not confident yet. And if we needed any evidence that this is 2001, much like when I watched the pilot of The Sopranos recently, it's a big palette full of TV and VHS combos that are being Ooh. jacked from a lorry. Oh. Which is referred to as a real money heist as yeah. well. Like this, it don't get much bigger <laughs> than this. We've combined the VHS and the tube television in one. Can you imagine? Like, and it's a dramatic jacking straight from the off. You know, we got uh, what are those things? Those grapple hook guns. What are they called? Grapple guns? It reminds me a lot of, I know we've, we've done some Bond recently, but mm. Bond, particularly in the 60s and the early 70s, had to penchant for the harpoon gun. Yes. So I felt like it was halfway between a harpoon gun and a grappling gun. Yeah. A grappoon gun, if you will. And in a way, a lorry is the mm. whale of the road. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I get, I get that. I understand. I, I thought they did a good job at establishing the lorry as being the villain of the piece because when we come to later in the movie, it is all about getting our hands on that lorry again. And like, you could tell I was up for this movie because I wrote down in capital letters, this isn't fast at all. Someone should blow this thing up. Yes, very much so. Oh, and for our American listeners, truck. There you go, truck. But it's a lorry. A lorry. Or, as they used to call it back in my home village, a lurry. A lurry. Oh, a lurry. Like, nice. you know, like a, I have a lurry and rice, please. <laughs> uh, you know, no lapidoms for me. I've got enough of my main meal. Thank you very much. I like that we got this jacker because this stuff has yeah. already been jacked and the jacker he himself who's doing a high speed jacking gets jacked by even more high speed jackers and he's like oh who's this jack off over here jacking my jacks you yes. know jack central over here but the big jack in early doors and then we cut to like LA we're in LA we're at the local sports stadium which explains why there is this constant sepia tome I believe that is smog and air pollution which is why <laughs> this entire movie looks like it's been filmed on instagram live by someone who really knows their vibe it feels warm doesn't it you get a warm sense from this movie not in a in a nice cuddly way just in a kind of like oh it's oh it's hot out here no it's not a warm movie sam it's a humid movie it feels like being in a hot car at times Mm. you know inside the lime green car oh disgusting color A a horrible colour. That car looks like a phone case I would have had for my 3310 back in the day. It really does. If I really wanted to book the system, you know? And the erroneously named Paul Walker, who should have probably been called Paul Driver, (laughs) or at least Paul Runner, because this lad, he's one of the fastest lads we have in this movie. Oh, straight away we're establishing this, this guy, he can drive quick, and he doesn't want no crusts on his sandwich. I'll tell you that for nothing. Like, you know what? Some days I just eat a big plate of crusts for my dinner. How about that? And that's why I'm so hairy. Yeah. All the things your mother said when you were growing up about not eating your crust. Did you get that? If you didn't eat your crust, it was some fucking I think sacrilege. So. But that, now I'm thinking about it must just be bollocks and that the crust doesn't have any nutritional value in it. I love a crust. It's not like a sweet potato where like the skin has got more nutrients no. and vitamins in it. <laughs> it's just brown. The, <laughs> the bread has got... That's where the real nutrients are. Look, first things first, there's no nutrients in your bread whatsoever no. at all. It's just devoid of anything yeah. of that sort. But yeah, I, I used to get the thick end of the wedge. It'd be, you know, if you don't eat your crust, you'll grow up to be ugly and you know, all that kind right. of stuff, you know. <laughs> or if you don't eat your crusts, the wind will change very quickly and then any faces 
crusts you're pulling for fun, you're yeah. stuck with them. But I eat loads of crusts, and yet here I am. So I, I don't know if any of these old wives' tales uh, play. But that maybe. Well, look, look, the only thing positive about me being forced to eat my crusts is that now I do eat my crusts. Mm. Whereas if they had caved and let me not eat my crusts, I'd be the man who you'd see in a train station removing crusts from a yeah. triangular sandwich. And I think that guy might be a serial killer. So it's for the best. Crusts are great. I love a crust. Yeah. I love, a, I yeah. love an end bit of bread. And I, I don't want to, you know, say bad things about people's food preferences, sure. But crust, I love a crust. Look, if you are on the fence about crusts, go yeah. to a sandwich shop like Upper Crust and it's kind of like immersion. You know, you, you, you'll come out over the other side thinking, well, you know, just eat a baguette. It's basically all crust, isn't it? You know, oh, I don't like crusts. I want to scoop out the innards of the bread like a fucking <laughs> maggot would. I'm just imagining now, you know, like a big, French stick baguette shaving it away with, with, the, with all the crust on it so it's just <laughs> it'd be like an old cucumber all long and soft it should be horrible sound no one would want that <laughs> Is that what you want at home? You who doesn't like your crust? Eat your crusts. But yeah, important character stuff established straight away. He drives fast. He doesn't want no crust. Absolutely not. No crust for this guy. He wants his tuna. He wants his crusts on the side. Yeah. And it's a pretty cool collection of customers here that we have with amongst the crustless. Mm-hmm. We've got Michelle Rodriguez, who's got really cool flame boots yeah. straight out of 2001. These guys who refer to as speed demons. Mm. Or Speemans, as they're also known. <laughs> Bunch of cool dudes rolling up to this place and getting very annoyed that Paul Walker's there at all. Getting into a fight with him, and I, I thought it's because the girl... Is it because the girl who's working there, he wants to be with her, but he's not with her. And so he's annoyed about that. Or something. This guy Vince. Dom has to sort this all out. There's a kerfuffle. The thing about these petrol dicks is that they're also hot heads. Yeah. You know, it's enough enough for a diagnosis from Dr. House there. He's got a hot head, he's got a petrol dick. I don't know what's wrong with him. We need to figure it out. Probably lupus. It could be lupus. Yeah, it almost yeah. it's always lupus, isn't it? But Dom there, yeah. the cooler head. Not just because there's no hair on it. Because <laughs> he's Vin Diesel and he doesn't have the hair. He's Vin Diesel and yeah. he, he's always cool. And he has this lad sorted out straight away. He has it figured out. He, he asks for his ID and he's like, Brian Earl Spilner, are you a serial killer? <laughs> and, you know, all right, anyone with a middle name is pretty much fair game yeah. for that accusation, I guess. I think if, if, you're, if you're known by your name, including your middle name, there is something there, isn't there? Something wrong. Yeah. You know, you're either upper class or upper crust. There's something wrong there, you know? <laughs> Sam Chaplin, fine. Sam Gordon Chaplin. Ugh, don't like that guy. Oh. What's his deal? What's going on there? Gordon Chaplin sounds like a no fun version of you that I'd replace <laughs> you with if, like, you know, things went wrong, you know? <laughs> Gordon Chaplin, like, you know? So Dom Vin Diesel, he wants Paul fired from his job because he's working down at the car parts shop and he's like i've got sway in this way i can get you fired i want you out of there but paul walker goes back to the shop for a guy called harry who's working for and what he wants he doesn't want crust but he wants nos 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 Nos. and if you don't eat your nos you'll grow up (laughs) slow and timid as opposed to fast and furious yes i'll tell you what they've got the furious stuff pretty much down you know oh lots of angry men straight away lots of angry Mm. men and brian he's got a quick turnaround as well i wrote down not only is he fast and furious he's livid and lickety split as well like you know he's he is pretty much all the synonyms for this and he doesn't just want nas yeah he needs nas and he's like i want this one the big nas no give me two whoa eyes bigger than your stomach (laughs) get me double nas 
Lots of nos. As we all know, the stomach of the car is where the nos cylinders are put in. Yes. And I wrote before that, like, I was listening to all this kind of, you know, rap metal, rap rock going on. I was like, oh, this is all very Limp Biscuit adjacent. But mm-hmm. now we get some actual Limp Biscuit. Rolling, 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 rolling. A little bit of rolling. And I don't know whether this film could only use 30 seconds of any song because otherwise they'd have to actually pay for the copyright for the song. But, like, the way the soundtrack skips around is very much bored teenager with an iPod in like 2003 or something it's it's very <laughs> or bored 20 something year old finally has a house party with an iPod <laughs> and can't really decide on the mood he wants he looks over and he sees someone with cool flame boots he's like I want to impress them yeah. so he puts on a bit of the rolling yeah. and then all of a sudden it's just the most generic EDM you've ever heard in your fucking life like honestly there were some of the songs that appeared in this I genuinely thought were like loading screen music from the Dreamcast or something like that <laughs> just very like you know but yeah or like a demo disc you'd get free in a magazine. Mm. Something along those lines. Definitely look, has that feeling. He's got his nods. Yeah. And now he's heading down here. He's agile and angry. He's swift and psychotic. And this is a big <coughs> old race meet. Just quick, quick question. How many more yes. Fast and Furious variations have you got? I can't remember. I... <laughs> I sat down to watch this movie with a thesaurus quite early on. I had a cup of coffee and a thesaurus. I thought, I'm going to have a good time here, you know? I know, look, I didn't want to say that I didn't think I'd enjoy the movie because I didn't like the fact I didn't come back to it in so many years made me think well it wasn't that great surely so I I did bring my thesaurus with me just in case you know it didn't live up to those expectations I thought of quick and cross but then that's not really alliteration (laughs) is it? Because different letters but, yeah, I yeah, know, but it sounds alliteration, I think, is just the mm. sound. It's nothing to do with the letter, as far as I know. Quick and cross. You're thinking of alliteration as opposed to oh, alliteration. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, at the street race party thing. Everyone's a bit friendly, considering how fast and furious they all are, aren't they? Everyone's a bit friendly. Everyone's dialogue feels very much, and I've used this reference quite a few times, but very, very much GTA mission level of oh, yeah. dialogue here. Hector is like the guy you meet when it's like, there's all these other missions with fast driving that you'll never do, but, yeah. you know, I'll treat you Here's as if you're going to do all 19 of them, you know, they're great, yeah. like, you know. It's not necessarily, <laughs> like, really bad writing or delivery, but it's not incredible either. It's just kind of it's fine, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and of course, it is is very much of its time, 2001, because like one of the only female characters with any teeth, Letty, who's played by lost alum Michelle Rodriguez, mm. just sees a load of other women and is like, you fucking skanks. skanks. Get out. Oh, I do have another one. Letty is expedious and aggrieved. Okay. So uh, we've, we've got that. <laughs> Brian's making his way into this race, but he's not got the cash. What he has got is his disgusting green car and a disgusting pink slip. And he's got the pink <laughs> slip for the green car and he's going to wager the car in this race to get in there. Yeah, I, I didn't realise the pink slip meant like kind of car ownership papers, mm. your reg, basically. I thought that they were going to be like the car was fired or something like that because that's pink that, slip in America. That's what I thought it meant. And the pink slip yeah. on, a, on a pole or something like that. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Now, when they popped the hood and everyone gathered around and went, ooh, is it just me? Because when they popped the hood and everyone went, ooh, but they went, ooh, and they all leaned in at the same time. Mm. And also, it was very colourful in there, all colourful wires and bits. Yeah. My mind just then said they start eating the bits inside. <laughs> ooh, no, no. Ooh, delicious All the colourful wires and crunchy yeah. spark plugs. I mean, it, it was the tastiest looking car I've ever seen. I mean, the, the way the sort of street racing situation is laid out it's not a million miles away from a sort of street food market and everyone's kind of gathering around little 
<laughs> little car. There's, and there's a, there's a friendliness there. Yeah. You know what? I should say, cause given they got a little dark when the priests were out there, there was no sort of like, I didn't end up crying from watching Fast and the Furious. Right. Yeah, yeah. And if anything, the welcoming nature, you know, they played my favourite song, Roland. They had all <laughs> nice people there. They had delicious <laughs> cars to eat. <laughs> I think I've never been more calm about driving than I had been right after watching Fast and the Furious, in spite of the action that takes place. It's quite a friendly film, isn't it? It is. It makes me feel that if I got in another car accident, my family would come and save me. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of lines I really enjoyed here. Hey man, you can't just climb in the ring with Ali because you think you can box when he's going to enter this race. That's fun. Oh, like in boxing, I get it, Uh, yeah. yeah. And Brian's like, if I lose, the winner takes my car. If I win, I take the cash and the respect. I mean, that's that's so video gamey. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think GTA might be embarrassed to include some of this dialogue at this point, you yeah. know? Perhaps like one of the spin-off games that they gave off to another publisher or something like that. <laughs> and they're sticking it to the man in a legal street race, and that mm. means inconveniencing pizza clerks. Now, you and I are passionate about pizza, yeah. and I just think, like, I was kind of on board with the street racing, but if it means that, like, someone is ringing up a stressed out pizza delivery guy yeah that I feel like that that is like adding to all the hurt in the world and that wasn't on I think don't inconvenience local mom and pop restaurants such as Pizza Hut <laughs> I think no absolutely no, not, not like you know look Mr and Mrs McGuinness they set that up on a wing and a prayer and they said you know what all you can eat salad and those weird little crouton things oh, and genuinely alright pizza yeah you know that that is the business <laughs> plan here and that's that's how he got started like you know you know what to get into all of that handing out people for mm. kissing and all that but that's just the way the street racing's what done it also as well some of these lads genuinely look like they want to fuck a car oh yeah yeah they're horny for their cars they love these oh, cars oh yeah yeah I didn't understand that personally gathering yeah. around them staring at them touching them go ooh look at it. they either want to fuck them or eat them that's what they want to do with these cars what, one of those or things. fuck them and then eat them I don't yeah. know something <laughs> like that you know I like Brian's got affirmations such as you're gonna win and then he looks in the mirror. I'm, I'm going to. Win. <laughs> no disrespect to the late great Paul Walker, but um, can you think of a more fucking neutral insert protagonist? You can see yourself here if you're a boring white lad who's yeah. driven a car once. Brian, what a fucking boring name for a fast and a furious protagonist. He's generic player character, and in a way, he's playing that brilliantly you know yeah but he should have been given a faster name like bry instead you know it's all this half syllable bullshit it's not about the names mate it's about how much ooze you've got in your car how much nods your car's loaded up with and his is fully oozed up with that sweet nods gunk in his car i thought there'd be someone who would be like huffing the nods by going, why isn't the car going faster but no he's, he's for the car you see him with his nods and then vin's got loads of nods and everyone's got not everyone's nods up out the wazoo and we got a gamer in our midst as well i don't know if you saw there was a gamer there uh, the skills they are not transferable whatsoever no. if you drive your car like a video game you probably we'll you know at best you'll be boring in video games <laughs> at worst something much much worse will happen to you like you know no one wants to watch the guy yielding in gta 5 <laughs> gotta give a lot of respect to the start of this race here the little shots like kind of going in 
to the engine down into how all this fuel is injected into the bits. It was like house, wasn't it? Yeah. They went in like, like into the guts of the car. And I seem to remember a bit of Fight Club at the start was like that. There was some kind yeah. of going in bit and that it's very cool, very early days of, well not early days of CGI, but early days of that sort of thing being readily visual available. style. But yes. Before it got kind of like completely overdone to fuck. Yeah. Here, is it me or is Nobs basically like car steroids? I you think know? so. Yeah. It wouldn't be, al- if, if there was Olympic car racing, it wouldn't be allowed, right? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> or it's just like the Russian cars would have to take their license plates <laughs> off or something like that, you know? <laughs> uh, Did I make this quote up? Does someone literally say, man, he is fast? I think so. Okay, that's all right. And then someone else says, man, he's furious too, and then looks at the camera. The sound design is great when you think about it. The amount of mm? whooshing and revving and just the this sequence is just noise. It's just so much noise. You say the sound design is good, yeah. but I have a bone to pick with it because okay. Brian, you know, eyes bigger than his stomach, mm. Mr. I'm going to order two pizzas for my supper. He double dips on the nose and he keeps nosing even though his car is full. Yeah. And the car basically has the equivalent of roid rage and explodes <laughs> and rips yeah. its own face off and the car explodes. And would it have killed them? Like, honestly, would it have killed them to go, <laughs> wipe out? And, like, they didn't do that, like, once in the whole fucking movie. And I thought that was just, like, honestly, Sam, I thought it was pathetic that they didn't do that. I thought that was pathetic, too. And I'll, I'll tell you something else I thought was pathetic. Well, first off, the Nod seems to send these lads into, basically, hyperspace. And it can't really be that fast, but they get the kind of... Like, the air seems to wobble. It's like hyperspace in Star Wars, isn't it? You know. <laughs> I've realised that drag racing, you know, going from Mm. point A to point B as quick as possible, there's no skill there. Well, there is. But, oh, uh, you tell that to Debbie Sue and all the other sweethearts. In Greece, they were drag racing, weren't they? There was a lot of skill in there, I'm pretty sure. I guess there is, but it seems to just be a competition of who's bought the most expensive fast car, who's bought the most Noz, who can just put their foot on a pedal and press buttons until it go but you i know, guess that's you're right. anything, it's, it's it? paid to play isn't it because yeah. you know i feel like i'd show up there now in the old fiat punto but mm. i wouldn't be uh i've never driven a fiat punto it just no, felt like a safe pair of hands you know <laughs> for a street race a fun name for a car no a fun name for a car is chico cento that's a fun <laughs> name for a car so i'm, I'm rolling my chico cento this side yeah. over here he's fucking his dad's giving him his credit card he's bought loads of platinum fucking game cards yeah so now he's got a japanese stood of a car that's chrome and silver from the future it's unbalanced that's what i'm saying exactly that's it it's why i don't engage in online esports but brian spun out he's lost and finn wins dom is the champion of going really quick he is and there's a reason why brian fell at every hurdle and that's of course according to vin diesel he was too busy granny shifting and not double clutching like you should those sound like Ric Flair things, by the way, when you were saying them there. Like, the oh, granny shift like... in the smooth talk and roll Well, Macho Man Randy Savage would often accuse his arch-rival Hulk Hogan of hot-dogging and grandstanding. <laughs> granny shifting and double-clutching seems like a level above that. Like, But Brian, not to be despondent, is sort of smiling and saying, 
I almost had you, man. I almost had know. you. He didn't. He didn't. But fucking rubbish. You fucking smile your way out of this one. He's having none of it. Dom just slagging him off and like, no, you fucking didn't, you idiot. And everyone around him is going, yeah, you stink, mate. And then someone's like, oh shit, crops. And then they're like, what harvest? Like, no, sorry, I mean cops. Cops, cops, cops. Scare off. Cops, cops, cops. Off they go. And Dom, he gets rid of the car early on, and like you know, he, he slips off a side road, gets rid of the car, but he's much less fast and significantly less furious on foot yes this is not a film about marathon runners you know sprinters tapping X trying to sprint with yeah. <laughs> can't do it like you know get in a car you fucking coward come on well who comes to his rescue it's only Brian from before who lost the race scoops him up in his little green wagon and he's earning that respect he's getting in that's very smart very smart from Brian here. yeah so if you lose seek out the winner and try and save him from a jam yes. you know that's the way to go is what we're saying that's how you get forward in life now I sort of think well did he orchestrate the jam knowing what we know later did he orchestrate mm. the jam to get in with oh I don't know this guy I mean he's a little bit too perfect isn't he he's mm. a little bit too shiny is this Brian as he's known <laughs> oh and by the way we get like a motorcycle gang surrounding the car now the motorcycle brothers Johnny and Lance Tran yes and they're sort of threatening Dom and his new little mate Brian and saying we're faster than you at cars we're, we're way more better furious. than you I know we're on bikes now but we're faster than you mate I thought this was like the age old thing between like you know bikes versus cars like did that rivalry there yeah and then some fucker pulls up in a train <laughs> hey, you want to drag like, oh, don't look at him Dom don't give him the satisfaction that wasn't Johnny Tran that was Johnny Train over there who so uh, sorry, <laughs> he's got his train. I love when Johnny Tran's looking at the nice car and he's like somebody put in the wrench time on this one and there's something about put in the, the wrench, wrench time. time yeah I mean I, it made me look at my house and you know look at my Ikea furniture and go someone's putting the <laughs> Allen key time on this bookshelf that is hastily put together and I thought they were just sort of threatening them and then leaving and they do leave but then they come back uh, like moments later to just shoot the shit out of the lovely green car and, and destroy it and they said something on the lines of, like you ain't seen nothing yet and as they said that they zoomed in on someone who was on the back of one of the bikes right. and they had what appeared to be a jetpack and I was like whoa, whoa. I know this series gets kind of crazy but, but we're going to jetpack not even I would say that for, for Tokyo Drift I would have thought well maybe it comes up it could be Chekhov's jetpack you see that in the first <laughs> film and then it pays off later down the line I'm hoping so I mean I, I'm not going embarrass myself by speculating that there isn't a jetpack in this franchise it maybe in Hobbs be. and Shaw also I was looking up because I know that Dwayne the Rock Johnson appears later on in these movies mm. and I tried to find out what his first one was and I found out that he appeared in a separate car movie called Faster that has nothing to do with the Fast and the Furious yeah. franchise and I feel like that was him flexing on the sidelines going alright big man you want in alright yeah. he was about to release even more furious and they thought no no get him in get him in this is going to be messy the car blows up of course because it's full of NARS, doesn't it? So you get a nice, big, satisfying blue and orange boom, big blaze, and it goes up. That's kind of half the joy of blowing up a car with NARS. I get it, like, you know, I probably I need to be stopped myself from wanting to do that and see that colourful explosion. They do mention as well the big desert race later on in the movie, which is called 
Race War, which is possibly the worst, <laughs> the worst fucking name, the worst possible name. Race War. <laughs> they say it so often. They say it so like you got. Are you ready for the like? It's guys looking at guys going. Are you ready for the race war? <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't help as well that like that they've made all the different gangs and the different teams are all very like your know, different ethnicities yeah. and all that, and they're all getting ready for the race war. And they all get together at the end of the race wars. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus man, that's Christ. fucked up. No, thank you. Not 2021. No, thank you. No. Now, the two lads here, Dom and Brian, they're getting a bit of bonding time because they've got to walk back from this place and get a taxi. And they're, they're sort of becoming friends. They're becoming fast friends. It's nice. Did you see what he calls him? Because he's got a special name because he messed up the car. Buster? Buster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buster. Why did you bring the Buster back here? I Why brought you the that Buster, Buster back because the Buster was nice to me and helped me out. I mean, it's a pretty big man to bring a buster to a house party like you know whoa i mean that's what happened when those those people brought bill murray to their house party like someone brought who brought that buster in here no one will believe you god damn it you were supposed to bring chips and dips you brought a buster what are you doing and a cool little moment here where he grabs a beer off vince one of the hotheads in his family yeah and he goes you can have any virus you want as long <laughs> as it's corona, corona. Do you remember that? The good old days when we called it coronavirus instead of COVID. Oh, classic days. Do you remember? And there was like, there are all these pictures of like, look, everything's been picked bare from our oh, local yeah. shop, but no one's bought the, the corona. corona beer. Spare a thought for the massive multi-million dollar <laughs> national corporation that is making beer. Would someone please rename the virus and buy this beer? <laughs> I mean, if it was the Heineken virus, I would have been devastated, mate. Because uh, I don't drink Heineken. I was just trying to think of another What bit. are you saying? The fucking Strongbow Dark Fruit virus <laughs> you're talking about over here. <laughs> Which literally sounds like something from Resident Evil. Mm. Yeah! <laughs> God. Uh, purple ooze coming out of these guys. So there's a woman that Brian's been flirting with, and that's Dom's sister, Mia. There is a lot of actual family in this. Mm. As in, Dom has a family, yes. and he has actual blood relatives and people who seem to be part of his racing family. But it seems that the word family... Yeah. is by no means used. I don't think Dom says the word family at all in this movie. No, I, I don't remember hearing it. The cops say it later on. Mm. Oh, don't like that. No. Cops shouldn't have families, we were led to believe in the early days <laughs> of the noughties. And so this house party kind of, it nearly bubbles up into a sort of fight, but it doesn't really go anywhere. You know, it's, they're, they're all okay. There's a bunch of hotheads. Yeah. A bunch of speemans and they didn't get it all out of their system in the big drag race. Whoa, Brian's only been picked up by the police. Oh no, our main guy is been arrested by those bloody cops wait a minute they're, they're a little bit chummy aren't they he's one of them hang on oh. a second i recognize that i'll find the truth <laughs> i know the ways <laughs> drove their cars in the days <laughs> of my youth it's fucking javel here get him get him he's back so these lot are all investigating that jacking from the start and they're suspecting dom and his crew as part of the jacking gang so brian's needs time to get into the good graces of Dom. Is that why he's using his real fucking name? What sort of an undercover work is this, you fucking jabroni? I think he's got a different surname, but he's using still using Brian. <laughs> I'd change the name. Still Brian. That's a little yeah. bit too close for comfort, like, come on. He's saying, like, oh, I need more time to get in with Dom. And a very good cop line is, you want time? <laughs> Buy the magazine. I'm like, that's so shit, but I love it. Uh, a really shit cop line yeah. is, come on, Brian, that guy dumb, he's got Nas in his blood and gasoline in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, he's been fucking cars morning, yeah. noon, and night without protection. That's what's going to happen. He's been eating them, fucking them. You're going to get some of that in your bloodstream. That's the problem. You know when Brian shows up the next day at Dom's garage yep. with some knackered car? Come on, Sam. We've got words for them. It's a jalopy. Uh, a jalopy, an old banger. A banged up banger. <laughs> Where's he got that from? What is that? It's just some shit old car that he knows has got a good engine. It's because his buster busted his car, mm. and because the car has been busted, he owes him a 10-second ride, yeah. which means that he has to... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, every time Vin Diesel is talking, it's like he's got an air bubble trapped in his ear. Like, he went swimming and then went right on a flight. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I could like taste my cochlear fluid. <laughs> he's trying to make himself get sick out his ear, basically. <laughs> but I think the idea is that when he's got this busted up lemon, yeah. it means that he's got an excuse to be with them, to put in the wrench time, get that respect, yeah. get that trust. More time. But generally time. speaking, you know, this guy, there's two things he's averse to, and that's crust and trust, because <laughs> it doesn't know, like, it feels like he's very begrudgingly being part of the police. Yeah. Even though. The FBI are like, we can make you a detective, allegedly, because that's how the police work. Yeah, he doesn't really seem that into his job as a as a policeman, as a whatever he's supposed to, investigator. And all the other policemen are loving it. They're holed up in what appears to be a porn mansion yeah. and having a whale of a time. I think they seized it from somewhere and now they just set it up as their base of operations. I'm not sure that's how police works. That's what they do, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, they just have a nice swanky mansion oh, to go you into. only want to seize these cars so you can drive them and then use the drugs that you seize as well. A, a very nice member of the crew, little Jesse here. He does all the engine stuff. And he knows about all the, how to use computers and things. And he didn't do very well at school, but he was good at maths and algebra. And something about engines calms him down. He's just a lovable, nice, computer-loving dweeb. And that's the kind of character I love to see. I wrote down here, as soon as he said that, <laughs> and that is what I, I reckon was going to happen there. <laughs> yeah. he, that's, that's it. And there's no, this is the fast and the furious, not the slow and the curious oh. little boy. No, no, no. No matter wrench time is going to fix that. Now, Big Vince, mm. he's jealous. And I yeah. will say this movie, I'm not sure if it's a failing, but it certainly makes it interesting that it doesn't just have your stand. Like, I, you know, misremembered that, oh, Vince, he's just the baddie in this, right? Yeah. He's the big baddie because he's an antagonistic fellow. Yeah. And it just doesn't really have a clear cut here the baddies really no in no. it there's not a big bad that we're chasing throughout the movie. if there's anyone's a baddie it's fucking it's old brian yeah do you see now what i mean how shit that sounds if anyone's the big baddie it's brian, brian. like that yeah. just sounds like we're talking about a co-worker we don't like vince is a sort of looming threat and i was worried about him at this point in the film when they're all having a nice barbecue and he's hanging around Oh, I tell you what, what I said last mm. episode, fuck that, Vin Diesel, he's he's the man to ask about chicken. That looked very good indeed. It did look good. When he's brushing on the barbecue sauce. Ah, oh, yeah. The glaze. A glaze. Yeah. A glaze. <laughs> My God. It was really cute. They're all having a barbecue together. Uh, genuinely shit prayer. One of the worst ever. And I've Aww. recited the Nicene Creed on this fucking podcast. Yeah. And this side's like, do we give praise for fucking petrol? Nas and <laughs> V1 engines and the grand tour on Amazon Prime. Get that fucking Protestant shit back That's to the Church of England. Like. Fuck off. They're That's, yeah, your songs of praise. That's what you're all doing, just singing about cars and fucking bread and whatever. <laughs>
It's supposed to flesh and blood. That's what we should be praying about. Thank you. Brian's flirting with Mia, Dom's sister, and she's like, I don't date my brother's friends because, I, understandably, they're a bunch of hotheads and you don't want to get involved with hotheads. But that Vince guy, he's coming in being a dickhead, being very rude, and so she rejects him in front of Brian and agrees to go on a date with Brian in front of him. And he's like, oh, no, I'm angry and tough and I don't like that this has happened. So he's still there being threatening, but not ultimately being a big bad. What I feel this movie is missed out on is the very true reality mm. of any situation with any of these men with their fast cars and short tempers that anytime they leave a room or leave a house and they do a big like the fast car version of slamming a door and we get none of that and we know that Vince would be an aggressive rever when he's upset oh, which yeah, is all definitely. the time yeah 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 Hector who we remember from the race day a guy who was kind of helping out nice guy organized it. nice guy approachable nice guy he's come into the parts shop that Brian's working at and said he wants three of everything and he's paying cash oh hmm, wait a minute this looks a little bit sneaky what's going on here so this sends cop brian out on the mandatory stealth section of this video game i mean movie which we are watching and <laughs> i don't know why i love this line so much but the accusation hector's running spoon engines <laughs> and i was like for real are you kidding me what? Well, there's probably spoons in the engines because they've all been gathering around digging in trying to eat all the engines. That's probably why there's <laughs> spoon engines. Oh, he's caught red-handed when he's snooping. He's yeah. caught by Dom and Vincent. Mm. And can you explain to me what happened here? Because Dom literally goes to me, what is this? Are you a cop? <laughs> and he just kind of shrugs at him. Doesn't even say no. No, because I think there's a rule, isn't there? You have to go, yeah, you got me. And then you have to kill everyone. And that's the, if you're a cop, you have yeah. to do that. There's a loophole where if you, if you don't say anything, you don't actually have to confirm or deny whether you are a cop if someone says are you a cop and you just go uh, and you just kind of shrug like, it's fine if the only thing worse than answering a question with a question is not answering a question with a fucking ambiguous at best shrug ridiculous vince is convinced he's convinced because his name is he would convinced be. that brian is a cop but dom's not fully having it yet and the excuse that brian comes up with is that he's there to investigate the competition in anticipation of and i'm gonna have to say it again the race war at the fuck's sake <laughs> every time it's getting more fucking bad jesus christ yeah. like talking about a guy who's preparing under the cloak of darkness for a race war <laughs> is just like you know that's a little bit not in 2021 that, no 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 and so now that leads to them get right well if you're investigating the competition let's go to johnny trans garage and go look at his cars and there's nothing in any of them they're all all the cars are missing their engines aren't they he says what are they planning on racing with hopes and dreams and i'm like come on mate that's good stuff that's quick quick and clever rather than fast and furious that was that was like you know off the cuff funny stuff oh hope series what are you fucking racing with family yeah <laughs> jerk and Johnny Tran's got all the electronic goods in his garage he's probably the booster right surely and Brian's like oh police police <laughs> I caught the baddies now you know it feels like he's cruising for a bruising here mm. at this point, like, because he's upsetting everyone. No one seems to be getting anything out of this, lad. The police literally at one point are like, can you just, like, do your fucking job? Because, <laughs> like, you're just driving around, like, you know, having the laugh and eating chicken yeah. and going on dates. Oh, I just want to mention that when they're sneaking around in Johnny Tran's garage, right, Johnny Tran brings in a guy who's... Johnny Tran's a great name. Yeah, yeah. I love that name. as a name. Yeah. He brings in a guy who's he thinks has like stolen their engines or sold their engines or something some guy who's done something bad oh this is where they pour or they pour oil in them 
<laughs> they intimidating him and beating him up. They're pumping oil into his mouth. But it just looks like chocolate sauce. It just looks really no, quite... You know, don't ruin chocolate sauce for me. It's sauce. Uh, yeah. It looked like chocolate-coloured egg whites. <laughs> That's what it was. It had a kind of a unpredictable viscosity to it. I didn't like that. So you think Johnny Tran and the Johnny Tran gang must be the bad guys here because they've got those VHS TV combos. They're pumping oil into a man. You know, summit's up here. So Brian quite rightly reports this to his bosses. And the police also warn him. They say, that guy Dom, you think he's all that in a bag of chips, Mr. Fucking Family and Chicken. Yeah. But he nearly beat a man to death. Mm. How about that? So See pictures of it. Brutal stuff. Think about that. You might have been eating them. You should have checked, but you didn't. You were too busy saying prayers and flirting and Dom does have a heart to heart with Brian where he explains that his dad burnt out <laughs> literally because he was his car yeah. the stress led to the car burning and he's like I don't know if it was me screaming or they say it was my dad but it was my dad died before it exploded and I'm like alright this is obviously set up for later on a fast twist obviously of some sort someone murdered Dom's dad mm. and that's why he's obsessed with family now well the guy he beat up really badly was he was that guy involved in his dad's death or was he just was he just saying i was so upset about my dad's death that i beat this guy up or something he's trying it to... seems to be he just beat up some lad on the bus okay yeah. right I... yeah mm. you know you can have family in prison you won't you go there for a little bit huh how about that oh and this is why he lives his life by his new code i live my life a quarter mile at a time and that is why i'm asking you all to return to the cinema even if it is over a quarter of a mile away because Scario she's real upset man and <laughs> we got a we got a bump we it was the biggest drop from week 1 to 2 of a Marvel cinematic universe <laughs> movie ever and you know I don't I don't want that on my conscience for that hour and a half I'm free you know <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I love as well the other one where it's John Boyega where he's like you fucking idiots on your screens at home it's been a pandemic <laughs> mate calm down <laughs> is that you at home you fucking zombie <laughs> Why weren't you making movies? Well, another thing that we haven't been able to do for a little while, but we're able to now. Eat out to help out, baby. Mia and Brian are in a little, lovely little restaurant together, having a little Big date. Big date. Nice. Big date. And they're talking about Dom straight away. If I was going on a date with someone, I wouldn't be talking about her brother, really, but... No, it'd be a bit weird. I think there's just too much media involving brothers and sisters fucking that is prevalent now. You wouldn't want to be doing that in 2012 at the oh, height Game of, of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? No. I, maybe that's a positive of Game of Thrones <laughs> burning out is that people can date people's brothers and sisters and talk about them and not think about that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but there's none of that here in the lovely heady days of 2001. But she mentions that Dom is like gravity. Everything gets pulled into him. I thought that's quite nice and poetic for Fast and Furious. Wait, because he's so dense, is that it? <laughs> and she can drive too. She can really drive. Yeah, and also as well, her dad died as well. She didn't beat anyone to death. No. 
No. How come she's not the head of the fucking table? What's going on here with this fucking hothead? Huh? She's not. Fu- well, she's not furious enough. You see, beating Fearless. someone to death—that's a furious act. So you belong in the Fast and the Furious crew. That guy's making marinated chicken. That's a head of the table meal. She's making crustless tuna sandwiches. Yeah. That's a fucking kiddie table bullshit. Take it away. She's fast and reasonable. I think is is her her <laughs> issue. And meanwhile, during the day, it's more late night lorry jackers. What? Which sounds like something that would be on Men and Motors at like. <laughs> sounds a bit dodgy right i think brian is an absolutely dog shit undercover cop right he's terrible he's very bad particularly because he's like at the same time as being on a date he's like hey can you arrest the entire tran clan if you don't mind yeah, right. they stole those things <laughs> nothing the first thing, i mean the fact that he's using the same name silly the fact that when he gets a phone call from the cops and they're like yeah, we're going to arrest Johnny Tran. Is that all right? Just say yeah. And he says, yeah. And she asks, she's he's in bed with Mia. She wakes up and says, who was that? And he, his undercover cop excuse is wrong number. What? Can you imagine if you got a wrong number and they said, yeah, is this John O'Reilly? And you went, yes. And then you hung <laughs> off. <laughs> It'd be fucking curtains for Johnny Boy is what I'm There's saying. There's no wrong number conversation where all you have to say is, yeah. Actually, you know what? One time I did get a phone call from someone who went, oh, I've rung the bloody wrong number, haven't I? And I went, yes, yeah. you did. And then we, we and that was a pleasant experience though, but I didn't go, yes. And then I go, you got to have some better excuses than that if you're an undercover cop, surely. He's not very good at his job, this guy. And you got to get up early if you want to catch the Tran clan because mm. these guys, their daddy's gotten them off it because of the system and the money and the politics and the bullshit. And it says a lot about the movie and the drawing power of these cards, yep. in spite of everything, that I wasn't even remotely curious about the backroom dealing that happened. Can you imagine the DA's office? Who put that dog shit on their fucking desk? Oh, yeah. I mean, just a bunch of speeding tickets and trumped up gun charges. Ridiculous. Yeah, they come in, SWAT teams trying to bust Johnny Tran, but it doesn't pan out because he's not the bad guy. It turns out he just likes VHS players. He just bought all of them. It's 2001. He thinks that the technology is making a resurgence. He's investing. You know what that's like? In 2001, when DVDs are coming everywhere yeah. and you invest in buying a VHS TV combo, that's very much now like, all right, I'm going to buy a PlayStation 4 Pro now <laughs> with this new PS5. I'm embracing the older technology. Yes. Fuck you, progress. Uh. <laughs> Also, meanwhile, while that busting is happening and Johnny Tran's getting arrested, there is just a shot of Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel getting a bit frisky together. Not really 100% sure why it's there because they don't really develop their relationship in this film. They have no chemistry. Yeah. I assume they get some later. all. Because they're in that film. What, for... in, a, in another movie, yeah. I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most romantic thing that happens in this movie is he goes over to her later and he goes, I had a dream last night and you and I were in a beach in Mexico. <laughs> and she goes, wow, what that's what vivid imagery, right. great stuff. Yeah. And they have a kiss. Now, the first mention, the actual first mention of the word family in this entire movie mm-hmm. comes from the cop, who's also one of the baddies from Flubber, who says, you know, there's all kinds of family, which is like... Whoa, okay. This is a lot more cop-centric, this movie, than I thought. Mm. I realize the values of The Fast and the Furious were that in the lines <laughs> of boys in blue. But maybe it's early foreshadowing, you know, getting a little family mentioned, but not coming from Dom. This guy's a family. Ah, fuck off with your cop talk. Get out of here now. <laughs> 
I do like that Brian and Dom have a little race with an arrogant Ferrari man. Yeah, I like you called him a Ferrari man. I've called him a Ferrari man as well. Yeah. They smoke him. They smoke and a I like as well man. that the Ferrari man, he's got a very like uh, effeminate sounding motor. It's like, yeah. and they're like, they're like shaking their heads going, proper British bulldog of a car, that kind of, you know, kind of Churchill would like that car. <laughs> Their car sounds like England fans. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. the other car is like the crying people being like, why are they being so <laughs> racist? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard, I'm sorry, it didn't it didn't go your way, the big soccer match. It's now, okay. It? It's all right. We still believe. I, like, we still I, believe. I know, it's very upsetting. You managed to not reduce every single child from another country to tears. No. You only got the vast majority. But it doesn't count, does it? Yeah. It doesn't count. You didn't make any uh, little Italians cry, which is a real shame. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry for you. There's always next time. There's always, There's next, always time. next time. Brian and Dom now have a little meal by the sea. This meal inspired my choice for dinner tomorrow oh, night lovely. so thank you very much i was sitting going i don't know what to do mm. and he's like you're being kind as a meal ticket and he's like i can't pay for my own delicious battered shrimp and i'm like i'm gonna have delicious battered shrimp this Ooh. weekend thank you very much brian very nice. even though you're a snake in the grass and a grass you're a snake in a grass <laughs> think about that for a second fast and the fear is more like snake and the grass right that's what this yeah right is. yeah snake in and and with <laughs> and Brian's like tell me your crimes I only have 36 hours until I'll be upset mm. I want to join in <laughs> on your I, I want to get in on what you've got going on let me know but he's got to prove himself What's, in the got to prove it the, ra- the big the big race you know the big, the big race, race in the, the desert the, the racing skirmish yes. that's going to happen and somehow this movie becomes more beige because they go to the desert yep. and it's like whoa fucking sepia it up baby wow orange baby everything kind of yellowy orange here's a question do people with these nice fancy cars the kind of drag racers do they all have two grand in their pockets at all times do they just all I would think so have two grand ready to go because Michelle Rodriguez has a little race with some sexist man and they both have their wads all it takes is two I'm going to put in two grand he's like I got two grand right. they've all just got two grand they're just full of two grand little rolled up two I'd grand I'd like to think for inflation what it's like to enter a race like that now oh it'd be uh, pricey yeah one second you're looking up b- 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 okay yeah the inflation calculator here I'd like to thank our good friends at the dollartimes.com well, for dollar this times. definitely real answer. Yep. $3,068.28. Okay. Which in America, where it's pretty much as it stands, it's the third act of Les Mis in terms of how much everything's expensive at the moment, <laughs> then yeah, I, I buy that, you know? Yeah. So anytime they say two grand in this film, really think of that as three grand. And six sixty-eight dollars. So that's a lot. Like she wins, and that's a good victory for her. Fantastic. Now the guy who doesn't get such a great victory is. Can I drive for my little car? No. Whose boy has wandered onto the track in a Sega rally car? (laughs) It really is a Sega rally car. It's much different from the bowling alley doing a race for real, little boy. Are you sure? But it's his dad's car as well. He's probably wearing his dad's jacket driving his dad's car. And he's taking on the one and only Johnny Tran, man. Like, he's fucking, he's screwed here. And he blows his nose too early. And the transfer, he just makes it out of there, you know, easily beats him and the little boy he drives off assumedly to Shameville (laughs) 
<laughs> right, off I go. Oh, do you notice as well, at this random moment where Vin Diesel, his voice being like a fucking kaleidoscope, mm. suddenly became Adam Sandler, where he's like, go get your car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking him. <laughs> oh! Johnny and Dom, they're having a little bit of a fight about all this SWAT business. He thinks that Fisticuffs. he was involved in that or some... Uh... I, did you ever play any kind of a game like Go-Go's or Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh where there was like keepsies and stuff like oh, that scuffles yeah yeah and people would just not adhere to those rules no honour amongst children in 2001 that, this character who's driven away he is basically a little boy who was playing for keeps and couldn't keep up with the big keep boys keep driving that's what you have to do now <laughs> keep driving yeah if you play Pokemon with someone and it's for keeps and you lose just keep driving just keep driving just drive away yeah you run away if, if they lose you just yank <laughs> the link cable and run as fast as you can you know and the other game boy will be flicking behind you like you've just been married yeah. <laughs> letting off sparks pikachu going Bleh! oh dominus crew they head off to do some shady nighttime business oh they are involved in dirty deeds and brian again terrible undercover cop i was gonna say blows his load that's not what i mean he blows his cover and says that to me i'm an undercover cop and i need to know where they're going and i'm like Mate, why have you ever... I don't know. Because I want to arrest them. Ah. Jesus, everything is a question with you. But it's so that Dom doesn't get killed by either truckers or cops. He's like, I'm a cop. I'm going to save him from that. I don't want them to get hurt. So I'm a cop. I need to find them. You need to tell me where they are. Otherwise, they'll die. Their heisting and jacking goes pretty poorly this time around. Oh, God, And yeah. the real villain in this movie is that truck driver whose face you never see. No. He's really, like, you just see him, like, reloading a shotgun. He's an ominous fucking figure. Terrifying. It really reminded... Have you seen that um, the Steven Spielberg movie where it's just, like, the guy's been chased by a big, scary truck for the whole movie? No. And that's just it. You never see the driver. It's just a truck Ooh. keeps chasing the guy no matter where he goes. And it's fucking... Terrifying. Does sound terrifying. It reminded me a lot of that. Uh, the truck has got the green goblin for a front, yes, as I, far as I know. I really love how badly wrong this heist goes <laughs> in a kind of calamitous way like vince is there he missed all the quick time events vince that's what happened here <laughs> yes he's using his little grapple hook but he gets hooked onto the truck and then his arm gets stuck and he's kind of flailing around stuck to this truck with a man shotgunning him from above he's got a lot of pellets caught in him and all that dangling around and dom can't save him and dom is like here in his car and he loses like two wheels and he's still driving <laughs> and there's like two other cars he's like no go go back and save letty yeah because only me with no wheels can do this it's fucking the hubris of the man ridiculous letty crashes yeah and then we have brian and mia showing up saving the day daringly might i add yeah. very daringly and this genuinely this was a high octane stunt work here yeah. this felt like there was a, a tangible sense of ridiculous speed it was awesome it was really really good and it has held up they didn't lean into like cg or goo goo gaga no. shit it was proper stunt. fast car stunt and I like that I wrote a similar thing I put great stunt work great sound work to be fair mm. this sequence was very very tense and very gripping uh, in the same way that you'd be gripped to that truck if you shot a grapple hook into it I was gripped the only downside of it I will say yeah. and I don't know if it's a failing of the movie or if it's just because this bit is so particularly good but I felt while watching this I didn't need to have seen the hour and 20 that came before us to appreciate what I was seeing on the screen at that moment right. in time yeah, yeah 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 it would just be good straight away <laughs> You don't really need yeah. all the establishing stuff. I, I get what yeah, you're saying. No. Probably not. But it's not like the hour 20 before was necessarily bad. No, no, 
it's just that, you know, this was like the last thing I was thinking about in this scene was, oh, would they find out he's a cop? <laughs> which they do. They yeah. find out that he's a cop. Well, they find out that he doesn't eat its crusts, you know, which is a worse crime to me. Classic cop move right there. That's why they love donuts. Yeah. There's so few crusts on a donut they cut out the middle as well, just to be safe. And Brian, he has to reveal his cop identity to get in emergency medical care for Vince. He goes to Dom, he says, no more running. And Vin goes, I'm not running! (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, who are you? (laughs) We had plenty of fast, but when that I'm a cop reveal comes in, we get some real furious, just Mm. on face alone, from Vin Diesel there, doing his like... Confident, but I'm trying to save my friend. I kind of feel there would have been some real emotional weight and heft if they managed to actually somehow muddy the waters or make you as an audience member question if Brian was actually a cop or not right. or there was like you know maybe he was a double agent because it feels like this is probably the most emotional and the best drama you get in the movie but it's kind of like you feel like they're all idiots for not figuring it out yeah. already when he basically asked him and he was like well, I'm not not a cop <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> so they've split up the gang's managed to get away Vince is getting medical care Brian's just sort of stood there like oh, okay I've uh, lost my friends now because they know i'm a cop this next part here where we get the drive-by that happens oh, and yeah. young jesse gets taken out by the tran clan mm. this was the first of several sequences that had really weird like trying to be matrixy but just changing enough requisite bits so that they couldn't get sued yeah <laughs> but it really 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 felt janky this was like 2001. This reminds me a lot of, of Mission Impossible 2. Of like, all right, someone got slow-mo for Christmas, <laughs> you know? Yeah, as much as I loved like certain bits of sound work, certain bits of stunt work, some of the way this is filmed is really great. Any use of slow-mo seems a bit... It's janky, I thought. Yeah, a bit weird. They add extra like blur to it sometimes as well, and it just... It goes like frame by frame, yeah. like it's an injury lawyer's for you ad or something like that. I don't like it. Never quite carry it off. But yeah, I mean, the drive-by is sad, and little Jesse, he comes by and says, I'm so sorry i'm scared Ooh. bang 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 bang. he's dead now he's, he's yeah gone <laughs> get a big chase chasing after the bikers age old story yeah you know it's like cowboys and aliens <laughs> it's cars versus bikes yeah. and i did like when there was a part where one of the bikes went flying off a very large height mm. and then he landed all the way down which oh <laughs> and he kind of like bounced <laughs> off <laughs> crotch <laughs> first Look, like he shattered his pelvis uh, and he, he like it was like he was like just kill me now because this is the worst bollocks ever have you seen the olympic skateboarding thing where a guy fell off and hit his knackers on the rail no because all of the olympics is behind a paywall now because we live in a hellscape yes. discovery plus oh. don't waste your time on discovery plus when you can be going to patreon.com slash cinema swirl <laughs> Where, Much like the BBC, we have no rights for the Olympics. Where we're just uploading all the videos of the Olympics behind the paywall. The only difference is we're not going to just genuinely hope you don't know us. Uh, we'll just not mention it. Like, yeah. Oh, know. we haven't got any Olympics. So, that, yeah, big, big final chase. One of the guys goes down. And Vin's in his dad's car as well yeah. with that big hot rod motor on top. That's important. That's emotional. You know, that's the car he fixed up with his dad and his dad died and he's never driven it and now he's driving it. I, I don't know why, yeah. but I, my mind kept telling me it's anytime someone's like this is my dad's car this is my granddad's car me and my poppy fixed this car up yeah. the idea of them trying to start it and it being like and then like no no dad <laughs> it's it's i know it's dark but it's genuinely very yeah. funny to me 
<laughs> like the idea that you're tying in mechanical failure or success to the fucking spirit of someone long since deceased who has no sway over it. And it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. my relationship with my father is going to change depending on if this catalytic converter is going to play ball. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get enough stuff of like a lucky key and like kissing the key and be like, this is my dad's key for the car. Oh, come on, baby. And then it just doesn't start. That would be funny. This is my dad's famous pine air freshener. It don't smell a pine anymore because it got singed. But I smell it every time I get in here. Uh, look, Brian fully shoots, I think, Johnny Tran. Bam. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, 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 mate. This guy, like, he kills people who have already been arrested and have already been let off. Mm. Can you imagine the muck that's been sprayed across the DA's office? Brian, he might as well went in there and just spread cheeks and died all over the DA with that. Like, ridiculous. Just, no. The DA's had it. I just want a spin-off where the DA is like... How are you going to fucking sort this? What have you done? Jesus Christ. He was going, how fast? <laughs> I'm furious. I'll show you furious now. And look, final big sequence here, which I love. I love how stupid this is. I love that the film, this actually has, it clings on to some sort of sense of reality a little bit. But then that it all comes... <laughs> really? Well, no, no. <laughs> But I guess it's it's sort of it's believable up until the point where Brian and Dom, a police officer and a hijacker slash street racer, pull up alongside each other and decide that they're just they're just going to have a race now, a kind of symbolic race, a drag, a drag race. race to. I, uh, it's funny. Now I thought this was very very foolish because obviously Dom is in his dad's car, which even though it's got a nice chopper on it, it's just not car. got room room. <laughs> Sorry. Sam, I'm pretty sure you have to pay her on, on cameo <laughs> okay. if you want to get you want you want to get that like. Uh, <laughs> but he's in his dad's car, from from. But there's no nals nals in that car, no. and I'm thinking you you're bringing an old jalopy to a nals fight here. This fucking car that Brian's in is fucking geeked up to the max with every fucking every day one DLC patch you can imagine. This thing is ready to go, and I think how is he going to match the speed of the nals? Easy. He does a wheelie at the God, start. Does a little wheelie. Which inexplicably gives him a big boost, like it's Mario Kart or something, uh, you know? It's very funny that his car does a wheelie. It's very funny that they're racing to the railroad tracks. We get that janky slow-mo again. Oh, I didn't like that, though. Of it. It's drenched in that mm. slow-mo. But there's a, there's a train coming, and they're racing towards the tracks. We get a little shot inside of Dom's car, and it looks like his old man's car's going to fuck up because it's old. He's, mm. he's brought a banger to a mash fight, and that's not what you should be doing, but he's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's going for it. The hazy slow-mo, yeah, is a bit crap and gross. I just feel like this stunt must have been such a fucking... Even if this train is CG'd or whatever, I don't you know. Yeah. Just the big kind of... Loop, that <laughs> you zip know, not be genuinely... An actual train. train. No, no, it's a stunt train. It's okay. It's uh, very safe. Yeah. I've driven this stunt train many times. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, it was doing a disservice to the driver's... Of, right, yeah, yeah. I felt it was so removed from the actuality. Like seeing two cars just go, and I think that's the problem with drag racing is that it's over so quickly. You know that maybe for a climax it isn't the best thing, no. but it feels like it was almost like it was filtered to death. This this last yes. little, little bit. This was not as fast or as furious as I would have liked personally. I wonder if maybe because it, it didn't look like it was actually filmed in slow mo. If you know what I mean, I think it was like the original footage slowed down. Yeah, they didn't have the camera with the requisite frames per second. I hope there is a version where it's just at normal speed and it just, it just is like that and this big climax mm. is just 
just gone in an instant. In a way, in less than 10 seconds. So they both make it, yeah. but Vin gets smacked with a truck. Yeah. We have a final face-off, and Brian, of course, lets Dom go, because he's a fucking dirty cop, yeah? He should be put in prison, and he should be put in gen pop as well, so they break his legs. Yeah, he gives him his car. His dad's car's all fucked up, because it's hit a truck. And so Brian gives him the keys to his car. I owe you a 10-second car. It's all emotion. He's like, Dom, I owe you a car. And then he turns to the police, and I owe you an explanation. <laughs> well... <laughs> It's a crazy thing. I guess none of us are getting what we wanted. <laughs> off you, off you I need names, license plates, if you don't yeah. mind. Thank you very much. And then that's basically the end. We set it over to Ja Rule to end Fast 2001. Ja Rule! Oh, yeah! Guess what? Ja Rule was in the house. Yes, so he was. He was. And he, he was in my house when I was listening to the bitch <laughs> at the end of this movie as well. Did you catch the post-credits bit, by the way? Oh no, oh, there was okay. a post bit. Excuse me. Oh, Kevin. I missed this both times. What I happened? I implore you to go back and watch it. But basically, we cut to Dom in Mexico, down Mexico way, driving around Excuse me. in his little car. And we play the audio again of him saying, I lived my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. Those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. Can't do a Vin Diesel. But it's just it's just that. It's just him going around Mexico looking happy. But in fairness, in 2001, not even Vin Diesel could do a Vin Diesel. He was a young little man in this, and it was very yes, nice they all indeed. look so young, don't they? But it was a long time ago. And that's our film. That's The Fast and the Furious. I had a much better time watching this than I thought. Really I nice feel time. like this is one of these things that, when something is very, very big mm. in a very time period, I don't think there was much irony about the love of Fast and the Furious when it came out originally. Yeah. And I feel like I've come around to it now, and I feel like... I I don't have to pretend to hate it because I'm a fucking stroppy, negating yeah, teenager. Yeah. And I had a fucking romp watching Great this. Time. It was very good. And I will say, given how mad the later ones are, part of me thinks you and I watching Fast and the Furious 9 mm. straight after this with no context <laughs> would, be quite funny. would be the funniest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> hey, I'm up for it. If not immediately after this, at some point soon, I think it would be At funny. some point yeah. in the future, however, even though it breaks all of our rules yes. for doing it on either possible show. But Sam, most importantly, mm. it sounded like you had a good time. I had a great time. I didn't need to do much convincing this time. It no. felt like you just had a good time. I had a good time. Stop. I had a fun time. I wasn't bored. I was interested. From a technical perspective, you've got to remember that this film is doing what it set out to do and it's doing it pretty well. You know? All the race stuff. I mean, for two 2001, I was expecting it to be looking, you know, a lot rougher yeah. than it did. And other than some questionable soundtrack decisions, and those, and it is literally only two times they go for that awful slow-mo, mm. and it's right at the end. But it's fairly, for something that you would assume is just kind of by the numbers and, you know, turn a wheel and you make another Fast and the Furious movie, they don't go the obvious route and just being like, we're the baddies and we're the rival racing team. Yeah. You'll never beat us. We're the fastest. It's, it is actually, you know, they try and go for the non-obvious route, and it does make it a little bit clunky, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was pleasing to my eyes and ears, and it made me kind of go, you know what, if I ever wanted just to stick on a dumb, fast movie, I'm pretty uh, sure any wrong. of the other 90,000 of these would probably fit the bill. I think so. I don't know how indicative this is of the rest of the franchise, no. but I know that Tokyo Drift didn't hold my attention long enough for me to make it through the actual movie. Okay. So I know there are peaks and valleys, but this was, I thought this was good. I thought this was good. Genuinely it, it's good. It's made me curious for the rest of the franchise. Um, it does what it sets out to do, and it does it pretty well. All the race stuff looks cool the performances are okay you know like the, the dialogue is okay but you, that's not what you're coming in for 
really, coming in for fast cars, big driving, and it it does that really well. And I'm sure if you actually loved driving... Oh, you get a kick out of this. <laughs> yeah. You probably get an extra kick out of it. But I must say, there is an inclusivity of it that you don't need to know anything or appreciate anything about fast cars no. or racing. It is... They present it as simply as a plebeian such as myself would assume it is. In fact, you know, knowing nothing. When they say Noz, I think someone in the background goes, at nitrous oxide. <laughs> like, I think there's a little thing to, for that. to help you Thanks out. Thanks for that. <laughs> to let you know what everything is. It's an easy enough film to watch it went by quickly it went pretty fast and i wasn't furious watching it i had a good time i enjoyed it and are you fast and curious about the other installments i'm fast and curious about the rest of it i had a good time did you have a good time you had a good time we all, we all had a good time good time yeah. good time it was great it was an action movie but not the typical type of action movie that i would have went for historically i usually don't go for a fast car chase flick and i feel like i'd be more than willing to watch another one of these on a rainy day for I'll sure what this is this is a nice fast food burger of a film you know yes it is it achieves what it needs to achieve and it's tasty and i enjoy and when you find out about the carbon emissions you'll be furious (laughs) well sam Mm. i have to ask you at this point then what is your star wipe rating for the fast and the furious now i had a rating in mind but i think that rating is a little too low but i think the one Mm. above is a little too high Mm. so i'm gonna dip into half measures okay i live my life a quarter mile at a time and uh, <laughs> no quarter measures <laughs> seriously okay fast and the furious the fast and the furious three and a half star wipes you heard it here fast oh thanks for listening to another episode of cinema swell this episode was produced by kevin edited by me sam and i also did the music if you want to support the show then patreon.com forward slash cinema swell is the way to go if you want to follow us on the socials we're at Cinema Swirl on Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Cinema Swirl on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. Oh, and if there are any bits in recent episodes that you think would make particularly nice video clips, you know, the kind of thing we've had on our socials recently, then send us a tweet and let us know. All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye.